Oh my gosh, do you guys remember us? I know it's been a while, but like, like for real. Do you remember us? For real, it's been a minute since we've been up in here, y'all. It has been a minute since we've been up in here. But hopefully you remember us. We are the hosts of Get Wasted on South of Nowhere, or the hostesses, as some say. Yes. Uh, I am Nettie, Nettie Smith. Yes, and in case you guys forgot, it's Nisi. That's right, that's right. And Nisi, how have you been? I've been good. I've been out here, man. In case y'all want a quick update of my life, I am in the master's program at my school. I am with the football team at my school. I wake up every day at four something in the morning to water people at practice and then do treatment with them. And then I come home and I have class too. So I'm enjoying my life. She waters them. (laughs) She waters them at the football field so they can grow. That's what she does. That's how they call it at the place. So you go go water water them. them. They say go water them. That's what they say. Wow. So we're watering humans now. Great. We are. Um, How are you, Me, I've uh, been working. uh, Been working. And (laughs) I've been working on another podcast uh, in addition to this one called uh, Oh Hell Yes, A Girlfriend's Podcast. That's right, guys. I have a podcast about girlfriends. Uh, We talk about Girlfriends, a TV show. If you guys don't know, it's on Netflix now, all eight seasons. (laughs) <laughs> and if you want to follow along, we just released our first episode last week. And um, I heard yeah. and it was really good. You guys should really get up on that. It's a lot grittier. <laughs> just to give you guys a warning, it's a lot grittier and more explicit than yeah. this podcast. This podcast is like the Get Wasted podcast is like Disney compared to the <laughs> Girlfriends podcast. But it's still a good time. You can you can get yourself a cocktail and just sit around. Yeah, it's more fun. To- me and my friend Etsy Rowe uh, talk about the wonderful TV show Girlfriends. So, uh, yeah, do that, do that. But today, what are we doing, Nisi? We are here to tell you about our interview with Miss Maeve Quinlan. So, yes, we, uh, we had an interview with uh, Maeve Quinlan. And it was amazing. And uh, you guys will hear that in a bit. Uh, before that, I, I do want to shout out uh, the squad of Nowhere. Uh, I just want to <laughs> shout you guys out. I've been meaning to shout you guys out for the longest time. I love just that been name. Forgetting. I'm sorry? I love that name, the squad of Nowhere. Why have we not been calling our fans that? Did you just make that up? No, no. That's, uh, that's me and Travis and Lisa and all them. Oh. We came up with our own name. Oh, that's dope. Cool. So, yeah. Shout out to the squad of Nowhere. Hold me down, you know being a uh, great muses for my uh my creations our <laughs> creations and um since i mentioned the squad of nowhere i will be reading uh some feedback on our last interview that we did with rob moran who plays arthur from one of the squad members bk december solstice on twitter yeah she just wanted to give us some kind words about our previous interview with rob moran she says hey sweeties First, I just finished listening to Rob's interview. A fucking amazing. You guys asked some really good questions, <laughs> and his honesty and deep fondness and appreciation had me swooning. For one, the way he didn't even remember the camera being there, and two, his whole passion about his scenes with Gabs, playing her dad, the way he talked about Maeve, and just his overall love for South of Nowhere really blew me away. What really resonated with me most is the fact that he asked about the origin of your names before getting into himself. That spoke everything I probably ever wanted to know about Rob Moran. I thought that was so awesome how he took a connected interest in you guys as people, sisters, and not just as two interviewers. It says everything. And last, you guys' banter and Nisi's laugh gets me every time. (laughs) Y'all have such beautiful voices, and it makes listening, like, really listening to your podcast that much more dope. Great, great job, ladies. Keep going. And up next, Maeve, because Rob said so. So make it happen. (laughs) And we did. (laughs) Wow, I can't believe we really did. Wow, yeah. Thank you for the letter, too. That was very nice of you to write that and say that stuff. Nobody writes letters anymore. That's stupid. Yes. I think I'd make the same thing. Um, but yeah, we got we got Maeve, and uh, it was it was kind of a time. It took us a time. We were emailing her at the wrong address, the wrong email address for a couple months. Well, I was, and then finally got the right one. And yeah, it was so great. She's so nice, and 
She's totally she was different cool. she was than nice. Paula Carlin. Like, she's so easy to talk to. <laughs> yeah, because we hated yeah, we Paula. we did hate Paula. Apparently, a lot of people hated Paula, according to uh, what she'll talk about in the interview. But everybody knows that. Everybody knows. Paula, Paula trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maeve knew Paula was trash. The first two seasons, first two and a half seasons, she was trash. But we all knew that. So, yeah. Um, anything else before we get into this interview with, with Maeve? Um, nothing. Just please enjoy and Heck thanks yeah. for rocking with us. So uh, we interviewed her over Zoom. So <laughs> get ready for some <laughs> Zoom sounds. And here it is, our interview with Miss Maeve Quinlan. Enjoy. Girls, thanks for thinking of me. Uh, no problem. Thanks for Thank joining Thank you for us. doing this. Oh, yeah. Thank you for all the awareness and recognition you still give our show. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's my favorite love show. Love the show. Yeah. yeah sure. Nettie or Nisi? I'm Nettie. Okay. So yeah, uh, where are you calling us from? Where are you at? Okay, yeah. so I live obviously in Los Angeles, but I'm engaged to someone who lives in Chicago. And so now I live both to- both both times, both places, <laughs> um, LA and Chicago. He has three boys, two of whom are still in high school. So I spend most of my time uh, during the school year in Chicago, and then I just go out for filming and meetings and all that kind of stuff. And I've spent uh, COVID in Chicago, except for I've had two trips out now uh, for work stuff to LA, and I still have nice. we still have my place there. Yeah, so awesome. I, I can't call it bi coastal. I really don't know what to call myself because what do I, what am it's I? It's like Midwest and the West Coast. Midwest yeah. Coast. I think bi coastal sounds really cool. Yeah, but you it's, can just but say I'm it. Not is. Really on a <laughs> yeah, coast. I'm on a, a lake and an ocean. I don't Midwest. know. I'll think about it. What we're um, about a half a mile to the lake, to Lake Michigan. And then obviously we've got the Pacific Ocean and other place. So I don't know. Gotcha. Pretty cool. (laughs) So we'll just go through like uh, South of Nowhere questions, of course, uh, different episodes and uh, what you're up to now and things like that. A little bit with the episodes because there was three seasons. Well, really four seasons when you, when you come down to it. Cause that third season turned into two, two seasons, really. They split it in two. Um, so that's a lot of episodes to be in every, obviously all of us were. So I don't know if anybody else needed a little. Product. They did. They did. They yeah. did. You're not I, the only I mean, one. I wouldn't, if we could get the show uh, more readily available, then I would be tuning into it and, re- you know, remembering all those great times so readily. And my fiance's never even seen a single episode, which is a real shame because so many people say to me, oh, you know, because I'm on Lifetime and death plays all the time. And like, where do I get it? I, I guess it's just iTunes, right? Yeah, I bought the, the second and third season on iTunes. And then the first season is not on iTunes. You have to go to Amazon and it has, uh, you get the DVD from there. Right. So I have the DVDs all sitting in a box in our attic. But like, I don't have anything to play it on. Um, what I could do is actually send you um, the files, the MP4s of all three seasons, if you want. Look at you! Uh oh, now you're gonna have another. Look at you! Look at you, though. You're, <laughs> you're Paula excited. Carlin. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no problem. Yeah. So I might need a little help, a little coaching. All right, Nisi, what's your question? Yes. So um, you just mentioned Lifetime and I really wanted to ask about this because I love Lifetime. Um, What movies have you been in? Do you like it? And are you going to be in more? Okay. Yes. So I do like it. I think it's a great network. They've been very good to me. I usually do about a Lifetime movie a year, knock on wood. Now that I've said that I probably won't do one this year. Um, The Lifetime movies and what's great is they play it all the time. And then if you go into your um, on demand, you know, you can find it there as well. my first Lifetime movie I ever did was a movie called Personal Indiscretions and with Janine Turner and um, Costas Mandler. And it did play in theaters overseas and it was called Primal Doubt. But on Lifetime, it's called Personal Indiscretions. And then I've done Personal Indiscretions, Teenage Bank Heist. Double that sounds Bank. interesting. <laughs> well, what's great about Lifetime movies is you pretty much know what it's going to be about just by the title. So personal indiscretions actually was, uh, really doesn't give it away at all, but the rest do. So teenage bank heist, my daughter's taken in a teenage bank heist and I spend the movie looking for her 
and she's trying to get out of uh, her um, kidnapping. Uh, okay, so teenage bank house about a teenage bank house. Double daddy, my son. I have seen double daddy. Two girls pregnant. Okay, two different girls pregnant. So he's a double daddy, which unfortunately fortunately makes me a double granny. Um, that was hard to swallow. But I got used to that because out the nowhere, uh, Asha's character got pregnant, but she lost the baby with, um, I guess it was a car thing, whatever. So I was nearly a granny there. Um, okay, so teenage bank heist, double daddy, um, sinister surrogate about a surg sinister surrogacy agency. I think I've seen that one too. Yeah. Um, I know I'm missing something in here. There are several others. It'll come to me probably when we end our podcast. Um, I do love, (laughs) Oh, and then another, another thing about that, um, the network that I love, uh, I would say other than South of nowhere, my favorite project I've ever done, it was a feature film called not easily broken and so that played in theaters and it was with Taraji Henson and Morris Chestnut. And I think I we saw that one in theaters. Yeah, with our family. That was very exciting. They're both terrific, amazing actors. And, um, but I'm a huge Taraji fan. So that was very exciting. She, at the time we filmed that, she had just come off of being nominated for um, an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. Um, anyway, um, what I love about Lifetime is then when um, uh, Not Easily Broken after it was in the theaters, then it went to BET and then Lifetime acquired it. So you got to see it on Lifetime. And um, that's what I love about Lifetime. It's not just, they don't just play their own Lifetime produced movies. They do also feature other movies. So that was nice. But um, I do love working for them. And when I can come up with the other ones I was on, I'll let you know. But anyway. Cool. Thanks for sharing. It's fun. You always know in the end it's going to work out, no matter how psycho. (laughs) feel good, you know? Yeah. So um, on the subject of South of Nowhere, uh, tell me about your audition process. Oh, yeah, that's a fun story. So uh, I didn't know anything about it because the pilot, um, Gabby and Mandy had starred in the original pilot. I don't know anything about this. I don't know anything. I mean, I know that I'm going in for this and um, but it was going to be on a network that didn't exist yet, the end. And so I don't really know what I'm getting myself into. And we weren't allowed to read the script. So we were only allowed to read our audition sides. So the sides are, you know, pages from a script. So you audition with. And uh, the writing was unbelievable. So couldn't wait to go in. Um, I go in. I My first uh, audition, I just read with the casting director, and he played Gabby. So it was Paula Gabby, um, uh, Spencer Scenes. And the subject matter meant so much to me because I personally, as you know, I, I just, I happen to have a lot of lesbian and gay friends, and I know the struggles that they um, that they went through and things that their family had to come to terms with or their friends or sometimes they just moved to California and just began a new life but mainly it was really the last person they told usually was a parent and what I was finding out from my friends that if it was a lesbian girl she had the hardest time coming out to her mom and it was a gay um, boy he had the hardest time coming out to his dad and so the scene, those audition scenes really gripped me. And I asked my friends about it and they're like, wow, that's really authentic. So then I got my final call back. Uh, we, you know, sorry, not call back. Uh, I was testing for the role now at this point. And they said, same scenes, go in. Now everybody's there that's in the final uh, round. Uh, Gabby and Mandy, um, I don't know anything about because I've never met Gabby yet. And uh, I think she had to go through the audition process again, unfortunately, this time around as well. But I was told my audition scenes were the same one. So now I'm assuming that I'm going to be with her. So I have those all memorized as I did the first time around. And then, then, then there were the fathers there, you know, the ones who were the fathers. And then there were, you could see everyone sort of sitting in this big waiting room. And then this guy comes up to me and he's like, hey, do you want to run lines? And I said, uh, Sure you know, and he's around my age. And I, so clearly he's up for the dad. And I said, but I don't, um, I don't think I, I don't have the same scenes as you. And he's like, okay, no problem. So we go into a stairwell 
and we start doing our scenes. Well, no, 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 I didn't even realize it until we started doing our scenes. And then, you know, we're just not doing the same scenes, obviously. He can't be Spencer. So I said, okay, listen, I'll do your scenes if you do mine, blah, blah, blah. Well, we had barely gotten through his scenes when they opened the door to the stairwell and they're like, Maeve, Rob? And I said, yeah. And they're like, come on in. I'm like, shoot, I didn't get to do my scenes with him, but this guy's all set for his parent scene. When I walk in, well, the scene's with us. And there are all the, you know, executives from the end, and there's Tommy Lynch, and there's Nancy Lee Myatt. Uh, I don't know who these people are at the time. I, I'm just auditioning in front of like eight people. Well, thank God he called me into that stairwell, because I remembered um, all of the lines of this, of this new material. I mean, I have him to thank to this very day, because I was unprepared for those scenes. I was told something differently. And so we had chemistry in so far as chemistry, as far as a mother and a father and a married couple, uh, you would see on TV right off the bat. And it was really funny to me because later, once we're into season one, and one of the um, network, ex network execs came out to see our final episode for that first season, we don't know if we're ever going to get picked up yet. We're just shooting. This hasn't even aired yet. And I said to him, he's like, you guys are the best, Mr. and Mrs. Carlin. We couldn't have picked anything better. I tell him the story. Like, I was fully unprepared for what you guys gave me at that time. And I said, when did you know? And he said, I knew that you guys were right when you picked a hair off of Rob's face in the middle of the scene that was bugging me the entire time. You know, we were just casually going over something and then all of a sudden, you know, it gets intense about, you know, Spencer. But before that, he could see that. And... I couldn't have asked for, you know, a better scenario as far as, because those scenes in that room were so authentic, because I really was having to listen to every, the biggest thing in acting is you must listen to the other person. So many people get in their head about what their next line. I literally am having to listen to like, oh God, yes. And what did my character, was she supposed to say after he says that? So it was just great. And then I didn't meet everybody else until the table read, the, the, when we were on set. Oh no, that's not true. We did a group dinner. Tommy Lynch had us have a group dinner. So, so and, Rob just randomly came up to you and yeah. said, "Let's run line." Yeah, and there were other women there that uh, he could have asked, you know, that were up for the role. And so I just got lucky. It could have been somebody else. And um, unbeknownst to me, he was already chosen. There was only one Rob. There weren't any other Arthur's. So I got super lucky with that. And then it turns out later they were at the table read and he gets this call from his wife and he comes back to um, the table and he's like, Oh, you know, my wife. And I said, I did. I do. Oh, who is she? So he tells me and he's like, she just asked who's playing my wife. And I told her it was you. And she's like, Oh, great. I love Maeve. That's all. So that made me really happy. I love Julie. She has her own show, talk show um, still now, but she was um, entertainment tonight and all that. So I'd known her from kind of that world of interviews and stuff like that so it was a family right from the beginning really sounds like total kismet yeah and stairwells <laughs> what was your approach to playing paula because obviously she's i honestly felt sorry for her much of the time in the in watching her she was just trying to do what she thought was best for spencer she wasn't actively trying to be like how can i ruin my, my daughter's life today she was honestly thinking she was doing the right thing so how did you approach that character well, that's a really great question because when you have to play the villain, which she was, you can't play that character in a way that you, well, you can if you're a sinister, you know, supposed to be a sinister, but she was flawed and faulted, but you have to play it in a way that she truthfully thinks she's doing the right thing. And how I approached that was there were a lot of similarities that I could grasp onto. Number one, her character was from a staunch Irish Catholic family. So I am from a staunch Irish Catholic family, so much so that my parents came over from Ireland, my brothers came over from Ireland, and I'm the only American born. I hold both citizenships, but obviously I'm American citizen first. So I knew the Catholicism, I knew guilt, I knew uh, traditions, I knew that she was the type A personality in that household. She was, you know, Arthur was much more understanding, even his profession was such, um, I'm a doctor, I'm a surgeon, it's life or death, I have to make quick decisions, I have to make long-term decisions, and I think, well, I know that I approached it from the fact, exactly what you said, that she herself thought that she was doing the right thing. And it wasn't that, yes, she was homophobic, but 
how I approached it, and in fact, I pitched the storyline that you eventually see that it's Paula's mother that was that way, and that's how she learned it, because so many times it is learned behavior, it is passed down, it's, she was being so righteous in her mind because she thought that was the right thing, but I approached it that this is how she was brought up, and things change when it actually comes into your life, and it is a I mean, you love your children more than anything in the whole wide world. And the more she doubled down was more a fear I played it as of loss of control. You know, she had this life planned for her daughter, weddings, uh, maybe debutantes, sororities, whatever she thought that you couldn't have as a lesbian out of her own ignorance or the world that she was brought up in. And of course, as we all know, you can have all of those things and more so. And let me just get back quickly to my mom uh, being from Ireland and staunch Irish Catholic. I mean, this woman and my dad said the rosary every night before they went to bed. That's how Catholic they are. My mom loved South of Nowhere. And, you know, we have to remember that South of Nowhere was one of the first shows to actually approach this subject authentically, not for titillating ratings at all. And she said they sh a show like this should have come out long, long ago. So... I asked all of my friends, as I was mentioning earlier, please help me with this. Please help me with the research to build her like a character that you see her start off here and then finally reaches a kind of a plateau and a breaking point. And then she has to understand that, wow, I'm all wrong on this and humbling. And then you finally see it. It was nice that there was an arc by the end of you know, I didn't know how it was going to turn out and it was going to be written for me, but I was playing it that way that eventually she will come alive and, and know that she's been wrong all the time and be angry at her mom for bringing her up like that, which is what you ended up seeing. And I'm sure you've spoken to Tommy Lynch or spoken to everybody else or anybody else might have mentioned that this was based on a true story. It was really originally a son, high school son that comes out um, and again, he came, had a hard time coming out to his dad and his dad had the hard time accepting it. So it was a reverse and then for the TV show. And the funny thing was at the time I was playing this, it wasn't funny, actually. You should never read the comments <laughs> for people, uh, from fans. I get it because I was on a soap opera for 11 years. And a lot of times the fans have a very difficult time understanding that as a character you're playing, particularly soap opera fans do. And they just call you your character. But I mean, there were times I cried about it when they'd be like, I hate Maeve Quinlan. She's a homophobe. And at the time, like one of my closest friends, I um, had just bought this new place and I had two extra bedrooms and she was working up in Santa Barbara and her house is in Huntington Beach and it was just a long commute. So she was, she was staying with me so that she didn't have to make that long commute. And then she met her new girlfriend and then she was living with us. So I've got my two lesbian friends living with me and I'm being called a homophobe because I'm playing the character. Obviously, I don't want to say really well, but I, was doing something right if they hated me. Yeah. Um, no, they hated the character. Right. But that I'd just be like, don't be silly, you know? Did you ever get any, like, people in, like, in public when you're out at the grocery store or anything like that saying stuff to you or anything like that? Um, negatively? Yeah. Oh, no, not at all. I, in fact, I got hugs. Thank you so much, you know, uh, because of, I, I made my mom watch the show. My mom was your character. My mom was, or they might say you or whatever. And thank you so much. My mom like finally saw. Um, so no, you know, you would think given all the, the stuff where they'd confused me with Paula and <laughs> Maeve with Paula. No, this was definitely um, all positive. And mostly I get it in airports. That makes me feel good. Yeah. Um, yeah. That it. That's similar to uh, what Rob was telling us about how people come up to him and uh, tell them something like similar, like how they wish their parent was like him, yeah. more like him and everything. Well, I don't think they wish their parent was like me, but they definitely right, right, of course. like him. He played that so beautifully. And, you know, his character was written so well, but what he brought to it was a whole nother level of compassion. And those, those um, were great scenes, particularly when she comes out to him in her closet and the beat. I just, that was great. Yeah. That was one of his uh, favorite memories was that scene. Uh, he said he was like, uh, I don't know if you heard the podcast, but he was saying that he forgot yeah. the cameras were even there. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's when you're really in the zone, right? And then, of course, Gabby just played that role so perfectly, so great. Yeah, the casting was amazing. So anyway, yes, no, only positive stuff in person. No egging to my face or anything like that. That's funny. Yeah, I actually, um, I met you at, uh, like seven years ago at SON Con. Yes. Um, it was, I was the only, one of the only people, I guess, that flew in from New York. And I think we, we had like an, yeah, yeah. I love the show. It's my favorite. So I'll fly wherever. Right? We, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had like an interaction in the bathroom where you were like, hey, you, you're from New York? <laughs> I'm like. I did? Okay, re- remind me. Cause I, because I remember your face for sure. And I, yeah. you know, I just thinking because I follow you guys and I'm a fan of you guys. But Yeah, you, I was coming out of a stall. You were waiting and I was like scared. I'm like, oh my God, it's Paul Carlin. Oh my God. And uh, I'm like, maybe she won't talk to me. And then I'm washing my hands and you're like, um, so you, um, you're from New York? And I'm like, I, I live in New York, yes. Yeah. And you're like, what part? And I was like, uh, Harlem. And I kind of whispered it. And you're like, wait, what? And I'm like, Harlem, because <laughs> I was so nervous. And they're like, oh, okay. And that was it. And then I was like, oh, my God. New York, because when you asked a question or something. How did yeah, you know? I actually talked to Danzo before the event and told him that I was from New York. Oh, okay. And he pointed me out in the Q&A. Oh, got he flew it. Okay. all the way over yeah. here for this. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, I was like yeah. so nervous. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. That was great. I can't believe yeah. it was that many years ago. I wish we could do another one. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Nisi wasn't able to go, so I would love to bring what her. What were you doing? Um, I don't remember. Twenty. What year was it? Twenty thirteen. She was in high school, just living life. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was just living. But I should make the next one if there is ever a next one. I would love to go. When, how old were you when you first watched it, or were you watching it because you would have been in grade school then? When yeah, I feel like I was in middle school when we started it. Right. Um, Nisi was so. in middle school. And I had just graduated college a few months before I started watching it. But I started watching it the third season. I was late. We were both late on it. Um, yeah. I, I didn't hear about it until I came home from college and my parents had to end because we didn't have that in the dorms. So um, that's when I was flipping through the channels. I, w- I was watching the end. I was watching Moesha. And during the commercials, it showed like the final episodes, like trailer, like the second half of season three. Yeah, and I was just like, "Oh my god, what this is so though? like edgy! Like yeah. I've never seen anything like this. I have yeah. to see how this ends, how this begins, what happens." So I did, Everything and I ended up loving it. So well done! Like the edgy, the cinematography, uh, the DP was incredible. All the directors that we had were so good, and the music was so great. Like really cool original artists and stuff like that. So. All right, so um, I want to know about the getting caught scene. They call it the getting caught scene or the Juliet and Juliet scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Juliet and Juliet. I like how Juliet did you and guys, Juliet. Uh, how did you guys prep for that? Was it called Come Out, Come Out, Wherever You Are? Is yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. It was. That one. Yeah. It was originally written that I pull her out by her, Mandy, who, can we talk enough about Mandy? Oh, my God. She was she incredible so I pull Ashley it was written that I pull Ashley by her arm and I really thought about that and I was like again what I was explaining to you and how I approached Paula that all this like almost like manic panic that was just escalating the more that she could see Spencer like defying um what she was saying she continued to hang out with Ashley like don't I don't want you spending time with that girl and blah 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 and um, a lack of control. I viewed it that if she opened that door, she was, uh, Paula was so unhinged. She's not thinking about being polite and pulling her by an arm. She's going to grab her by anything like the shirt and get the F out of my house is basically get out and it's not going to be pretty. So the girls were down with that. And then we went to um, Bethany Rooney, who was our director, and Nancy Lee Myatt, our showrunner. And we said, what would you think of this? And they're like, oh, girls, are you all right with this? And we're like, we're more than okay. And they're like, all right, let's let the cameras roll and go for it. And it ended up being the most amazing and memorable scenes um, for that reason. Like, you know, you have to take it from getting in the character's head and the character's head, which makes the um, gay pride so incredible when 
um, Ashley and Paula go to gay pride now, you know, friendly for the same cause, happy for her daughter, her girlfriend. But at that time, Paula thinks Mandy is a piece of trash. And that's how, like, taking out the trash, just get out. And um, I'm really glad. I mean, those girls were brave and incredible. Um, there was a scene well prior to that where I have to slap um, Spencer across the face. And it was written as such. And then they were going to fake it, you know. And Gabby and I talked about it. And i like, would you be? Because there's a way you can slap where you cup your hand, one of the slaps. I did not cup my hand accidentally, got it really bad. And she was like, yes, let's, let's do it for real. I mean, like you do in feature films and whatever. And so that was a really brave moment that because when we did it in rehearsal, everybody, like the whole cast is behind me of the family, of our family. And they're like, oh my God, they didn't know we had privately talked about it and they were gonna, that we were going to do it for real. So a great amount of collaboration, a lot of bravery, and a lot of uh, everybody being really true to their character and trusting each other went into this show. But anyway, that's how that came about, that scene. What was the hardest part about shooting that bedroom scene? Actually executing that, you know, there's one thing to come decide that's how you're going to play it. There's one thing, uh, hey, let's roll. This would be great. This would be really real life kind of thing. And then my character... Paula is thinking that's Ashley, but at that moment in time, that was the hardest because that's Maeve now having to do that to Mandy. And I tried to, you know, do it as carefully as possible, making it look like I'm really, but I mean, it's, I'm still grabbing hair. And um, as a cast, we were so close and great, great, great friends. And that was the hardest part was actually having to do that to my friend. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it looked amazing. It was definitely one of the best TV moments in history. I think so. I've seen, yeah. Especially the slow-mo it's parts. A, yeah, the way they, then the way that they did it in edit and everything. I agree with you. And it's not just because we did, but I think it's one of the best like family show moments in TV, definitely in TV history for sure. So. Definitely had me clutching my yeah. heart. Like, yeah, you're like. Um, so I know you talked about gay pride earlier, but was it a relief to be able to play Paula as a positive character for once, uh, once you got to the gay pride part? Yes. And what I was really happy about was that they took their time getting me there, that it wasn't just like overnight and then you move on. Right. And for me, the part where I was able to switch it was when I stand up to Spencer, to my mother. And uh, that was really the turning point. And I don't know what they're going to write then there forward. You know, I mean, I pitched that scene. I mean, I pitched that storyline. They liked it. And we went with that. Um, little known fact, you're too young to know this movie. Um, they've done a couple remakes on Lifetime of it. But the woman that played my uh, mother, she's a phenomenal actress named Patty McCormick. And she was nominated. I believe she was the youngest. Yes, she's the youngest, I believe, female to ever be nominated for an Oscar. I know Tatum O'Neill is the youngest to ever win one, but Patty was nominated for The Bad Seed for lead actress in this movie, The Bad Seed, back in the 50, early 50s. Yeah, I actually movie. love old movies. I'm a big Natalie Wood fan I? I and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Albert Hitchcock, stuff like that. So I yeah. have seen The Bad Seed before yeah. um, I watched her on that. We mentioned on the podcast that she was in The Bad Seed okay. and then okay. she's in so young, this episode being yeah. a bad seed still <laughs> in the, you know? A uh, huge Alfred Hitchcock fan too. In fact, I had originally suggested Tippi Hedren to play my mom. She was the female lead in The Birds, but it was our director who was Patty McCormick. Um, okay, awesome, right? And she was so perfect. So that was fun. Um, anyway, to answer your question, yes, it was a relief. And again, though, I, it was a re- relief that they did it in kind of real time. Like it really kind of took three years to get there. Yeah, so it seemed more realistic. Yeah, yeah more realistic because this doesn't just happen like overnight. And that there were various things that happened. But the minute that she's defending her daughter to her mother, oh, it's on. And you're leaving in a taxi cab. Bye-bye. That's my daughter. No, she's going to be whoever she wants. And she's awesome just the way she is. Bye. And, yeah. And then she slams. Glenn is a mistake. Oh, yeah, that got me too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, and then she says uh, about Clay, um, Clay was like a grandson. Oh, was, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That yeah, was crazy. That was, that was awesome. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I loved that whole, I just loved that family. I, sometimes I wish I could just go back in to that house. We wish you, we wish you could, I too. <laughs> All the fans do. I know. I then after that went on to 90210. I recurred on that. Um, a couple of us did. I mean, a couple of us were on there. Mandy was on there, I believe. Um, uh, Matt was on there, but I was the first to go over there and play a, also a very unlikable character. But they, I'll just say what it is. They stole our our family dynamic to reboot it. I mean, they had an adopted black son, and yeah, they were. Like, I know. I mean, we you could say that we kind of took it from Beverly Hills 90210, the original. But then when 902 when it was rebooted, it was just like too spot on for me. Whenever I see like something similar to South of Nowhere, I'm like, oh my God, guys. Like, because yeah. you guys were the uh, OGs, you know? Yeah, we were, we were the... the OGs. Exactly. Nothing like the best. So everyone I, wants a copy. Yeah. That was horrible when Clay dies. That was, you're talking about hard scenes to play. That was really hard. Super hard. Well, uh, what was your favorite episode? to shoot out all of them paintball <laughs> i don't even think it had a great i don't know if it had like a deep storyline it was just really fun to shoot everyone says that that's Do the number really? one answer yep shut up oh, and even so asha fun. asha said paintball too and she wasn't in really? it she wishes she could have been in it oh my god oh she wasn't in it no her character was pregnant that was first season well her yeah that's right or was it second season that was second season it was second her season was pregnant, right okay um, yeah, oh, that's so funny that we all say that. Yeah, it was a blast. I should say one of the reasons I think it was so fun it was not just because we were shooting, but how they interwove the stories and the conflict into the game of paintball was pretty amazing. Like Mandy, Ashley and Paula, and then, um, oh God, I'm spacing on everyone's character names. Madison Valerie, and all oh, that. Madison, that's what I'm looking for. Thank you. I can, I obviously know Valerie's name, but and Madison. Yes. It was just really well done. Yeah. Um, Lisa, you have a question? Um, who was the funniest person on set? Like who was the one cracking all the jokes? That's super tough. And I did see Rob's answer to that. I know he said everybody was super funny and that was very sweet that he thought it was funny and my fart jokes and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's really hard to say. Chris was pretty darn funny. Um, Danzo was really funny. Matt's really funny. And Gabby and Mandy were really funny. But I think I got to give it back to Rob. I, I, there's just his, <laughs> his dry sense of humor. And you know what was so funny about Rob is that he would just so with that big smile and he's just so likable. And then he would just call you right on your shit were right there whatever it was like love it you think, I, sometimes i would think i had gotten away with something no like maybe they didn't hear that stupid thing i said no he was really really funny yep i would say it's rob and i'm not just saying that because he said i was but yeah plus we spent so much time together obviously right so the kids would have they would say probably one because they got to spend so much time with each other but we spent a lot of time together so what are you working on currently so nothing right now because of COVID and things are beginning to um, open up. I did just finish a movie right before um, the stay-at-home order was I um, put in place, and I wrapped that March 15th. Um, that is a movie that is, they're still in post-production. Give me a second to come up with the title because it's complicated. Hold on. I kid you not. It is called My Almost... My almost really true love story. My almost really true love story. Yes, that's it. So uh, it's a comedy. I just play a supporting role, um, a cougar. And I am in development. Um, not, I can't say we're in pre-production yet because we're not as advanced to that yet that we're set up in a network. But I'm in development in a, a, for a holiday movie, which I'm really excited about called uh, Salvation Christmas. Uh, I'm playing the lead mom and Jonathan Silverman is playing the lead opposite 
I'm playing opposite him, I should say. And so he's my love interest. And um, he and I have done a couple Christmas movies together. So that's really fun. We've got great chemistry. He's one of my best, he's one of my best guy friends. And his wife is one of my best girlfriends. And a little interesting fact, we've had to, my fiance and I, we had to push our wedding because of uh, COVID. And uh, so it was to be August 16th. And now we've just going to sit back and wait till 2020 comes and goes and begin again and replan it for 2021. But Jennifer Finnegan, his wife, she's going to be bridesmaid and Johnny is marrying us. He's also an ordained minister. They both are actually. So um, that's what I have going on for right now. Yeah, but other than that, I've, I've only had one audition. Um, it was for NCIS during COVID. Did I have? Oh yeah, just recently because they've only started opening up to shoot slowly but surely. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be changed. The audition process. I think it's gonna be changed for a very long time. You know. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. Yeah. Uh, Maeve, what have you been doing during quarantine? Oh, okay. Um, a lot of walking. Uh, I should be in the best shape of my life, but I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe because with quarantine came a lot of wine drinking. Um, what I've been doing, I have been kind of nesting a little bit in our uh, house in the suburb of Chicago. We live in a place called Winneka, and Winneka is known for most of the John Hughes movies. So if you like old movies, it's not as old as Hitchcock, but it's certainly 20 years old. Um, Home Alone and all that was shot around here, all John Hughes movies. So you can kind of get the idea of kind of where we live. And um, as I say, we still have our place in LA for where I use for when I work and meetings and when we just want to get you know the heck out. But I've been here. And so uh, we did a little project at our house, a little construction, you know, those types of businesses were still open. So put our eyes on that. Um, I've mainly, it's been really hard not to approach a sad subject, but my mother is 96 and she's in a nursing home now. And we may have to call her really quickly. Is that all right? I have to tell her to go to dinner. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm not joking. Just one second. Yeah. She has dementia and she was falling. She had three huge falls when she was living on her own. And she used to come and stay with me in LA during the winter months from here. So it's been really hard. I haven't been able to see her. And so we do these FaceTimes. Here, you want to hear? Hi, mom. Hello. Mom. Yeah, you sound farther away. Oh, I do. Oh, can you hear me now? Say hi to my friends. Say hi to my friends, Nettie and Nisi. Hello. Say, say hi. Yeah, say hi. What's their name? Nettie and Nisi. <laughs> Nettie. Yeah. Nettie. And Nisi. And Nisi. These are new for me, aren't they? They are new for you. Yes. Hi. How are you? <laughs> um, Mom, you're on. Uh, you're on a podcast right now, but. The best way to describe that is like a radio show, but uh, with a camera that they can see it. Kind of like our FaceTime today, where we can see each other. So, I know. oh yeah, no, it's something, it's new. It's a whole new, it's a whole new thing. But listen, I'm going to get back to my podcast with them, but I just wanted to let you know, it's time for you to go to dinner. To dinner? Yes. Okay, and where, where is dinner? You go out your door, you make a right, and you go all the way yeah. down to the end of the hallway till you can go no further make a right and there's a table for two for you and stephanie and stephanie isn't here i think don't worry she'll, she'll meet you there did she mention it it happens every day lunch and dinner just trust me yeah just go now okay no, i'm saying does she know i'm going she knows to? yes yes okay and no, now that now and now everybody on their podcast knows too that you're going to okay. dinner. Okay. okay i love Thank you, you. Bye. okay bye bye i love you bye, bye. okay Thanks, girls. That was so sweet. That's so awesome. I have to tell her to go to lunch <sighs> because she doesn't know. She she has a hard time with numbers. It's part of dementia, and so she can't really read a clock. But she's funny. Anyway, that's she was a huge fan of South and Nowhere. Pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, so what were um, we talking about when that uh, was? What are you doing during? Uh, oh QT? yes, a lot on the phone with my mom because, as you can imagine, I mean nursing homes. I couldn't see her at all for five months, six months. My mom was one of the first people to be able to have an outside visit six feet away. Basically, you know, you're all gown, mask, everything, gloves. Um, So she was the first, one of the first of two people. She was on the cover of the Chicago Tribune. MSNBC picked it up. 
It was so cute. So I'm allowed those outside visits with her, but only once every, say, two weeks because other residents have to do it and they have to have a staff member out there to make sure that, you know, because they get confused. She wants to know why she can't hug me and things like that. Um, So there's been a lot of phone calls and dementia. Listen, COVID has been horrible for everyone. I, I feel at the not only obviously for people that have an underlying illness is it horrible for, but I think it's horrible for the kids, for school, for high school, for sports, but it's been horrible for the elderly that are in these nursing homes. But what can you do? That's where they have to keep it most safe as for the elderly. So it's hard. They can't really do their normal activities, the social distancing, um, bingo. She's so bored with now. And she also says it's for old people. Um, even though she's the oldest one there, <laughs> she says it bores her. Uh, it's not much, you know, so we talk on the phone quite a bit, 20 times a day. And I, I kid you not like, cause she'll forget. She just called me. And then we do a FaceTime almost every day, like five days a week, whenever they can factor it in. They've been amazing. Shout out to Citadel of Wilmette. They've been incredible. She's very happy there, but yeah, uh, that's how I've been spending quarantine and, uh, working on this movie. Salvation Christmas. So what have you guys been doing? Uh, well, promoting this podcast and working on another one. I want another one for a TV show called Girlfriends, if you've heard of that. Yes, of course. Oh, how fun. Well, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. And uh, streaming a lot of stuff, movies, Oh yeah, TV uh, shows. We went down the whole, yeah, we did. Um, that's another thing we did. Like went down the Tiger King rabbit hole and all the stuff you're supposed to see. So, but there's so many choices out there. That's what I kind of like the the good old days when there was just cable and you just had just a, it's so much now. We can't decide. I can't make any decisions. So, it just yeah. anything I should have I should see. Um. Oh, well, this is an old show, but I I loved it. The Wire. Oh, I did watch The Wire. I um the lead actor. I did a very controversial film with. I forget his name. He's got dark hair. Right? Is it um, Dominic West? I think it is. I'll have to look it British up. British guy? He's British? Oh, no, it's not Dominic West. I know it's The Wire, though. I'll have to look. Um, we did a movie called Ken Park, which was... Oh, man. Larry Clark movie, right? Larry Clark. You know we, Nisi, he, he did Bully. And he did uh, Kids. Kids, and yeah. And Dance with Kids. And we were his next movie. Oh, no, Bully was. And then we were. And... Um, and it was, that was super controversial. It was never been, uh, could not be aired here in the United States because he would not take out a scene from, there was a pretty um, intense scene. So Larry Clark, Larry Clark wouldn't take it out. Yeah. That's all the questions I have. Um, yeah? Do you have anything else? Why is it so fun? I don't have anything else. You don't have anything else? Do you have any other questions for us or anything to add? Uh, no, I just love what you guys are doing and I'm a big fan. So, and thank you for keeping, like I said, the awareness and keeping South of Nowhere alive because it's timeless. It's helped a lot of people too. Yeah, that's what makes me really happy that it's helped a lot of people. So leaving something, leaving a good legacy behind all you guys. Something great. Yeah. And we had lots of fun doing it except for a couple hard scenes. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for for being with us. Thank you. You're so awesome. You're so sweet. You're so funny. Oh, you guys are so sweet. And uh, thanks for that little interruption to get mom off for dinner. (laughs) It's the same conversation every time. Yeah. You want us to leave that in or like? Yes, of course. Yeah. I think think it would be so cute. I think so. I think it gives a, I think it brings awareness to that too, a dementia. And also, you know, a lot of times the elderly get um, forgotten about. So I think it's good. Unless um, younger people have very close relationships with their grandparents or they live with them or a lot of people, um, I see it in her home. They don't get visitors. Pen pals were very important. Um, I saw another actress friend of mine, Krista Allen, was promoting that pen pal um, thing during quarantine for the elderly. They're forgotten. So, yes, please leave it in there. I'd love that. Thank you so much for sharing. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. Ask me again sometime. It was super fun. Wow. That was Whoa. that was a great oh interview. Gosh. Man, uh, she's so easy to talk to. She that she talks live. and I love it. I love it yep. cuz she gives so much detail and so much information. And her mom. Oh my god. Yes. My heart Wasn't was that on beautiful, swole. you guys. That was so sweet oh, and so pure. Oh, y'all. Oh. I know. 
Who, is anyone chopping onions stop in chopping here? The onions. Like... You stop chopping the onions over there. You stop that. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you, May, for, uh, for, for hopping in with us and being on our podcast. And, you know, it's just been so great yep. doing this podcast. I still, every time we do an interview, I'm like, how did we get here? How did two girls from Florida, two Southern Bells, get to, like, interview these amazing actors? And not only that, they, they're so sweet. And they're like, they trust us, Nisi. That's dope. I never they thought. They do. Yep. You know, once know I us. did this podcast, the first time I decided to do this podcast, I never thought. It wasn't for the interviews. I wasn't trying to do this to get clout or, like, to get interviews with anybody. That was a secondary thought. Nah, it was just man. a fun thing that I like to do. I like the show. I never thought that anybody would ever want to talk with us, you know? <laughs> Not that we're bad people. It's just like, I don't know. It's just, I still get like, like as soon as she popped up on the screen, I was like, oh my God, you know? It was just yeah. like so surreal. And I want to thank every single person we've interviewed, Asha, Rob, Tommy, Valerie, Maeve, Anybody else that wants to be on, feel free to come mm-hmm. on through. But for all the people that have already yep, you know, talked to us, thank you for trusting us enough to tell your story. Appreciate that. Because we're, we're going to take it yep. seriously and we're not going to, you know, mishandle it or fumble it or anything like that. It's going to be a straight up touchdown. For real. <laughs> straight up slam oh, yeah, dunk. We're not going to turn the ball over or anything. We're just going to, it's going to be a splash. <laughs> splash three-pointer. Yep. <laughs> Nothing, Nothing but, but net. net, man. <laughs> Nothing but Nettie and Nisi. <laughs> I love it. So, um, yeah, very humbling experience, and I, I appreciate you guys for letting us be able to do this. It, it really means a lot. Um, I don't know what we got coming up next. As of right now, there's nothing, but, you know, keep that subscribe button clicked, yo. We're just going with the flow, man. Whatever happens, exactly. happens. Que sera, we're just sera. taking it day by day, man. That's all we can do. All we can do is chill and just, you know, yep. Let life come to us the way the way it does. And, you know, during this pandemic, that's all you can do. Yes. That's tell right. Them, and hopefully by now you guys are all registered to vote. Uh, make sure you make it to the polls <laughs> yes. or if you need if you're going to do your absentee ballots or your mail in ballots, make sure you I mean, I guess you should have already done that, too. But don't oversleep. Yeah. Get to the polls. Stay woke. Don't oversleep. Get what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> no. Nisi sees my face right now. Just imagine my face. This ain't no joke. I do. Don't be nope. lazy. Don't be like, ah, no, you know, I'm tired. Bring some snacks. Bring some snacks. Bring some music. Bring your favorite podcast. Bring us. Let us talk to you <laughs> while you're at the polls. You need to re-listen to some of our episodes to get you through the wait. We'll be there for you. I, I mean it. Yeah, okay? that's true. Anywhere you go, we, we're going too. Mm-hmm. We'll keep you entertained. I promise. Anyway. <laughs> That's all, guys. Thank you for rocking with us again. And my name is Nettie. I'm Nisi. Don't forget. And hopefully we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.